Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm your host, John McEwen. Today is Tuesday, August 24th, and this week in sport, Gianna Antetokounmpo now owns a piece of the Milwaukee Brewers. The Dodgers and the Yankees are worth mentioning in MLB. Tony Finau, a winner on the PGA Tour at the Northern Trust Open. But first, we're going to get to some Premier League highlights. And maybe you fancy a flutter this week. Who knows? Maybe you fancy a bet on the Premier League, on the baseball that's coming up. And whether it's live bets during games or futures as to who you think will win the championship... Bet Online has the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the big next game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Lots of stories I want to get to in today's episode, but I want to start with highlighting some of the Premier League action. And of course, I want to talk about Chelsea versus Arsenal. 2-0, the final score, and Romelu Lukaku put the first goal in the back of the net, making his quote-unquote debut for Chelsea. He had played for the club before. He went on to have a career at Man United, most recently at Inter Milan. And now here he is back in blue and scoring in his debut. They were really rough on him, really physical with him, but he was so dominant and it's great to see this Chelsea club with a centre forward kind of like Lukaku who's just an absolute statue up at the front who's just very hard to deal with the plan obviously for Arsenal was to be very physical with him some really physical tackles put on Lukaku but it wasn't enough to stop him he put a goal in the back of the net in the first half and then Reese James who had had the assist then got his own goal as well and the thing that really impressed me about Chelsea was their wing backs in Marcus Alonso and Reese James and how they can be so dominant and so much of a threat in the attacking part of the field while still maintaining such a defensive role Really impressive stuff from the European champions where on the other side of the coin, it was tough to watch Arsenal, especially in the later part of the first half. They got a few more chances in the second half, but they are just not looking like an Arsenal team should. They are struggling, obviously, having lost to Brentford in the first week. And there's going to be a lot of question marks around Mikel Arteta's future. Sure, the club isn't necessarily as fit as a lot of fans would like to see. Aubameyang came on and and did what he could. Uh, He's dealing with injury as well. Willian and Lacazette out with COVID protocol. Odegaard, who they've just signed, wasn't able to play, hadn't completed enough of the transfer paperwork or whatever else to get on the pitch. So they're going to change. They're not going to be the same team that we saw against Chelsea, but... To lose to Brentford, to lose to Chelsea and this upcoming weekend having to face a team like Man City will be a big challenge and this is a, you know, 
very early days in the season, but to start off this slow is not what they were expecting in Highbury and at the Emirates. To Man City, where Jack Grealish got his first goal as a Man City player. They were playing against Norwich 5-0 the final. They were so dominant, and after their loss to Tottenham 1-0, they came out and actually looked like the Man City side that they should be. And they were playing a team that, you know, had just been in the championship. Obviously, they've been promoted, Norwich City, but they dominated the match, as many would expect. But it was a it was a bumpy first start. It was a bumpy first game against Tottenham, but they came out and proved themselves. It was good to see Jack Grealish get his first Man City goal. And it was quite a wild night on Monday at the London Stadium, the home of the West Ham Hammers. I previewed this match because I thought that Leicester City v West Ham was going to be quite an interesting game to watch. It was the big match of the night on Monday, and it certainly was lots of fireworks going off in this game. Uh, West Ham put the first goal in the back of the net for Niles off of an assist from Ben Rama, and then just shy of 20 minutes later, Ayosi Perez put a horrific foul on the goal scorer for Niles from West Ham, and it went to VAR, they had another look on it, and it was just a, very much a malicious attack on his left ankle, he stomped down on it, he was given a red card. Leicester City didn't let this bog them down, though. They came out and Tillemans did score in the 69th minute, but Ben Rama put one in the back of the net and Mikel Antonio had two goals in the 80th and the 84th minute. 4-1 the final for West Ham. Definitely a firework-full event at London Stadium, but the bubbles were going for West Ham ultimately at the end. I want to transition to talk now about a big story in the world of sport, and this athlete may know more about English football and world football than he does about baseball, but the basketball player Giannis Antetokounmpo now is a stakeholder and part owner of the Milwaukee Brewers. Giannis is coming off of a victory of his own, winning the first championship with Milwaukee for him, and he had incredible finals, incredible playoff season, and this was all drafted up and kind of a done deal back in April, but Giannis didn't want to distract or distract the team from their championship, ultimately their championship run, and didn't release this news until just this week. We found out that Giannis is now a part owner of the Brewers, and he seems really excited to be a part of the organization, and we've got another athlete who is a part owner in a major sports franchise, and it got me interested in just how many athletes are part owners of sports teams and it kind of makes sense if you understand the world of sport you understand what it takes to be an athlete it takes to be a competitor what it takes to be a champion why wouldn't you want to be a part of an ownership group to try and help a team get through and and break through especially a team like the Milwaukee Brewers who have been very talented in the major leagues but have just not had quite enough to break through in the way of being a championship team Another active player who's made an investment in their city, like Giannis has made an investment in Milwaukee, is Patrick Mahomes. He's part of the Kansas City Royals. He, of course, is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think that these two are are really interesting 
momentous kind of owner part owners for their clubs that they are now part owners of because they have such an investment in the city. Giannis kind of said, I, when I came to Milwaukee when I was 18 years old and they took the chance on me, this kid from Athens, Greece, one of the first things I did was go to a Brewers game. And now to be sitting here as part owner is just a kind of a dream come true. He also said that he, you know, he doesn't know a ton about baseball. And like I said at the top, he probably knows more about football and maybe was even interested in being an owner of a football team. Of course, LeBron James is part owner of Liverpool. And I started kind of going on a bit of a deep dive as to all of the different athletes and what teams they own partnership stakes in. Russell Wilson, who is the Seattle Seahawks quarterback, owns part of the Seattle Sounders, the MLS team in the same city. Steve Nash, who was a point guard in the NBA for many years, is part owner of the Vancouver Whitecaps another MLS team. Serena and Venus Williams, quite a few years ago now, became the first African-American female part owners of an NFL team when they bought their stake in the Miami Dolphins. And of course, uh, the Miami Marlins CEO and part owner is legendary shortstop Derek Jeter. And I started to think, who was the most successful athlete who has gotten into the world of ownership. I mean, I guess you could say LeBron being part of that Fenway group that owns Liverpool and Liverpool had a very successful season when they won the Premier League. And then I also think of Magic Johnson, who became part owner of the Dodgers when the Dodgers were in a mad kind of dash to get rid of Frank McCourt. Fans were so against the ownership group of Frank McCourt. And then Magic Johnson kind of was the face of this larger ownership group, but it was kind of like, oh my God, Magic Johnson's going to come and save the Dodgers, save LA. So that made me think that he was probably the most successful. But then on the other side, the, without question, the most unsuccessful superstar athlete to purchase part of a team and the team has just not succeeded since then has been Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan Port, part of the Charlotte Hornets, and that has been a kind of bumpy road for him. This is something that interests me, and maybe I'm going to figure out a way to talk about this more in the future, but athletes who are part owners of sports teams, it's very interesting to kind of gauge their success. I mean, there's a lot of active athletes like James Harden during his time in Houston, ended up becoming a part owner of the Houston Dynamo, the MLS team there. And there's just so many different athletes involved in different sports and different sports groups. And I encourage you to look into this, you know, Google the athletes who own parts of sports teams. And I think some of the names on that list will interest you and surprise you. Since we were talking about Major League Baseball ownership, how about we talk about Major League Baseball on the granular level? And let's talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers. They've been on a great stretch here in the month of August. They've only lost three of their last 20 games, going on a really insane run of wins. And a big part of that has been due to the additions of Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. I covered it in the trade deadline episode when we got both of these huge stars. Andrew Friedman, you know, pulled off this really big deal to get. Turner and Scherzer to both show up and play in Dodger Blue and man it's just given us the spark that we've needed. Turner's got 19 hits in his 15 games, three stolen bases and his speed on the base pads has been a plus 13 runs already in this small sample size of games. And we talked about this on that episode. I talked about it with Jake. I think that Turner sets himself up to be a great replacement for Corey Seager if Corey Seager does leave the Dodgers next season. 
And then Max Scherzer, Mad Max, he's pitched four games. He's gotten the win in three of those four games. And he received a debut curtain call against the Astros. If you don't know what a curtain call is, it's when the fans are going so crazy for that one individual chanting their name that the player has to come out of the dugout and wave and acknowledge all of the fans. He said in an interview afterward that it was the first time in his career that he's ever gotten a curtain call. Certainly special for Max Scherzer. And it's been a really special month of August for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And a team that is also enjoying a big-time streak is the New York Yankees. They made it 10 in a row against the Braves, who also came into the game with a nine-game winning streak. So both teams were looking at each other thinking, well, we both won nine straight. Who's going to get this one? It was the first time that this has happened in Major League Baseball history in nearly 120 years that two teams riding streaks like this met up. Only one team would continue, and it was off the back of Giancarlo Stanton that the Yankees ended up getting the win. He got a go-ahead double that ended up being tracked as the hardest ball ever hit at Truist Park in Atlanta, 119.2 miles per hour off of the bat. Post-game manager Aaron Boone called Stanton a unicorn, saying that he does everything just a little bit different. Even ground balls from the slugger are harder to get to and field because they're just hit at such an incredible speed. The bombers in the dugout enjoy kind of checking out the radar when Stanton is up at bat because he just hits the ball so hard and they kind of yell out, oh, you can hit it harder than that and kind of egg him on to really crank one. And, and he certainly was on fire in Atlanta. And I, I think this is the best stretch maybe of his time in the Bronx. Stanton has, you know, had... A really tough time there to be honest and I don't mean to kind of rain on the Yankees parade but I feel like this is an explosion from an incredibly talented team that has been a while in the making we've been waiting to see this offensive display from the Yankees and it's finally starting to happen here in this later part of the season and it's nice to see Aaron Boone actually sing John Carlos praises I mean this guy's been bashed by some of the New York media in the last couple of years in his time as a Yankee and he's an extraordinary talent and should be recognized as such and it's and it's nice to see Aaron Boone talk about him being a really special player a really unique player and how he gets all the guys excited and how this is how it should be this is the dominant Yankees that we expected at the beginning of the season and it's finally coming to fruition and happening and it's great to watch a extraordinary player play at the level that we expect from him which is what's happening with all of the Yankees at the minute they're on an incredible stretch here in the later part of August and we're going to stay in the New York region but shift to the world of golf the Northern Trust Open was held this weekend at the Liberty National Golf Course of course the Liberty National Golf Course is in New Jersey but scenic views of the Manhattan skyline, the Empire State Building, the Statue of Liberty kind of add so much character to watching the PGA Tour event, the Northern Trust Open. And Tony Finau was the winner on Monday. The championship was delayed, of course, due to Hurricane Henry. So many parts of the East Coast were affected by this. And my thoughts go out to all of those who were affected by the storm. New York State did deal with an incredible amount of rain. It wasn't as windy as they thought. It wasn't as severe as they thought. But the golf course in New Jersey was hit by six and a half inches of rain, making the course completely unplayable to finish the final round on Sunday. They had to delay it to Monday. And it took even longer when Cam Smith and Tony Finau went into a playoff on Monday. And Tony Finau ended up 
the winner on the day. 143 starts over five years between victories for Tony Finau, but he got it done in the playoff against the Australian Cam Smith. Finau has had so many close finishes. He's been really close at the Masters and... That was such a crazy Masters as well. Golf fans will remember that he played in the par 3 contest and had a hole in one. And he went running down the fairway and was had his arms lifted and celebration. And he started running and jogging backwards and he just went over completely on his ankle and <laughs> broke his ankle. But he didn't let that stop him. And he ended up having an incredible week, you know, nearly winning at Augusta. Tony is definitely one of my favorite players on tour and has a really interesting story. Tony came from a really humble upbringing born and raised in Utah and he'd actually hit golf balls into a net in his garage most months out of the year because the climate in uh, Utah is not really made for golf more for skiing no mystery that golf is an expensive game as well and Tony as a kid him and his brother Gipper didn't have the newest fanciest clubs or clothes and when they'd show up to junior competitions they may look a bit scrappy but they usually came away with victories There was a TV show in the United States called The Big Break on the Golf Channel, a reality show competition for golfers that wanted to make it as pros. Tony and his brother Gipper auditioned on a whim and happened they happened to be on a range one day when all of these auditions were going on they said hey do you want to come down and audition and they both said man why not we'll go for it and they did make it on the show him and his brother and Tony got all the way to the final but lost kind of a awkward foreshadowing of the amount of runners up positions that he'd get but he's certainly one of the more successful stories and successful players to have come out of the big break but he wasn't a runner-up on Monday. He will be the Liberty National Champion for the next year, and I hope that he enjoys it. And you could see from interviews post-round that there's a, a joy and a calm in his eyes that's just awesome to see from Tony. I imagine there's also calm and relief in the eyes of the groundskeepers from the Liberty National Golf Course, and I think it is a testament to them how they were able to deal with all of that rain but still provide championship level golf as they did on Monday. You, There's some amazing footage all over the PGA Tour social media of them squeegeeing out all of this unbelievable amount of rain and dealing with the conditions that they had to deal with but they ended up getting it all finished and done on Monday and Tony Finau is once again after five long years a winner again on the PGA Tour. So how about that? We've done golf, Premier League football, Major League Baseball, and almost all of the sports when we talked about athletes who are part owners and ownership groups of major organizations. Why don't you let me know which sport you want me to talk about next? Follow me at AABritPod on Instagram and Twitter. I'd love to hear from you and what you'd like me to cover here on the podcast. This is the All-American Brit Podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network, presented by Bet Online. As always, I'm your host, Johnny McEwen, and until next time, take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.